0: The year is 1990. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And this is My Marvelous Year. Welcome to my marvelous year 1990 variant edition A. I'm Dave Busing, popular recording artist and well-known founder of ComicBookHerald.com. I am joined today by someone who, to my knowledge, has not written any major hits, has not been recorded, and is not a popular recording artist, again, to my knowledge. It's Zach Dean. How's it going, Zach?
1: (laughs) Good. I almost did a spit take. I took a drink of water just as you called yourself. Famous recording artist now oh, if you're yeah, not familiar I, I do have to concur okay you were, you were your song that you put up on twitter today was retweeted by a comic writer that i i respect uh cy spurrier
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and uh I, I will say writing your own hit that's that's a little ooh, it's a little disingenuous but you did you did play it
0: that's um, fair i did not i did not write I mean, the lyrics or the or music The
1: music <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, give, they give you
0: the so, notes. So you could claim I don't have a writing credit on this. Nonetheless, uh, when I said popular recording artist, I am the performer behind the great hit that Sy Spurrier did retweet in a promotion of his comic Way of X. So I in a lot of ways now, Zach, I mean our dynamic has been, you know, you're the newbie, I'm the Marvel Comics expert. I'm kind of just a part of Marvel Comics now. That my song, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm, I guess really what I'm trying to say is I'm now the musical director of X-Men. So yeah,
1: def- definitely like you, you have a co-plotting credit on the dawn of X, right? If I
0: don't see my name written in Krakoan in this book... Uh, um, or sung in Cohen, I guess I'll just be, I'll be a little surprised. That's all. I'll just be a little surprised. But nonetheless, I want to try to keep this professional. I want to try to maintain some distance between myself and the brand as we continue to have these conversations. I just want you to know, Zach, that nothing will change in our dynamic where I continue to understand and enjoy comics and you continue to do whatever it is that you do here. (laughs) 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 And we'll just try to continue that way. (laughs) All right. So this will be our variant cover of My Marvelous Year where we go through the history of Marvel Comics from its origin to today. Uh, Yeah, we're going to tackle listener questions. We're going to tackle some topics that are on our minds. Um, But yeah, if you're here with us live, thanks so much for joining. We really appreciate it. Get your questions in here in the chat and we'll try to prioritize those of you who can join us. Otherwise, we are going to carry forward. Again, you can find all the comics that we're reading as part of this reading club in the show notes, okay? You can find everything that's coming up next up on part three. We're going to be digging into Thanos Quest. We're going to be digging into uh, some Silver Surfer stuff. Some great, great comics are coming in 1990 part three, which I think is the next episode, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, and yeah, but here today we're just going to be answering questions and talking a little bit about some of the craziness that's going on in comics right now because there are a gazillion things getting released every minute in comics-related media, including Zack Snyder's Justice League, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We may talk a little spoiler-free conversation around that as well. All right, so uh, Zach, what do we what do we want to tackle first? Do you have anything top of mind?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I w- I just want to mention before we keep going that uh, if you stick around till after the listener questions. We're going to unveil a brand new segment for My Marvelous Year that I think we're going to do um, do regularly on the variant covers if it uh, takes off. I think it's going to be fun. So stick around. Find new out New segment, baby. Um, but let's start out with some listener questions. This one comes from uh, Fancy Dan in the Slack. This is uh, Dan, a.k.a. Dr. General. What is the house? This is for Dave. What is the household child care duty that your wife gets the most mad at you for screwing up?
0: Yeah, What's the so one that you, you get most mad at her for screwing up? Right. Zach did encourage uh, personal, intimate details on uh, this variant cover, which, as we all know, I, I love talking, Dave. Love talking personal deets of my life. I think moving forward, Zach, I'm just going to refer to Dave Self as Dave. I think I'm just going to go full third person now that I'm a popular mm-hmm. streaming recording artist. Uh, you yeah. know, I was thinking about this. I don't have actually a uh, a chore specifically that I think is a problem. I think the more likely scenario is it's always the thing that I've been gently prodded to do three to four times and forgot mm. about. <clears throat> That's the thing that, be- that she gets the most mad about is the thing that clearly I just did not make a priority and <laughs> ignored for substantially too long. Uh, so it could be anything. It could be truly anything because i gotta say zach i'm pretty decent about getting stuff done you know uh-huh. about taking out the trash about dishes about laundry and eh, less so laundry but you know like but yeah i mean in general i think now the thing that i get the most mad about um i don't even know i mean i have a literal perfect family zach i think you <laughs> saw my youngest earlier Growing I, Every day. how could you disagree yeah. Uh, so... Got nothing. Got nothing for you. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I can answer this. I, I have a wife and household duties. Um, but my answer is actually kind of the same as yours. <laughs> it's That's with Rose and uh, and me just forgetting to do stuff. Though I got one I get mad at her for. And she's on blast here. Because when she listens yeah. to this... Do it. Putting her socks, taking them off when she gets home. Right by the couch in front of the living room. Leaving them there all day. I walked over to the couch the other day. Four pairs of socks... <laughs> in front of our couch in an otherwise like very clean spotless living room like yeah not not a lot of clutter around four pairs just
0: that's amazing just, just i serve. i like that that's pretty good <clears> good <throat> yeah. job rose keep it coming which is a
1: very very mild in, in the the world of things to get annoyed about it's kind of nothing but.
0: that's a good one <clears> that's a good. <clears> one. One. all right
1: uh this is from kyle aka the tar and this is a i read this before this is a bonkers question kyle <laughs> It is an incredibly uh, crazy hypothetical. Your Dave, is this the character one? I I like this one. Yeah. Okay. Uh Hit me. a Marvel executive, who's quickly risen through the ranks of the organization. Everything you've Mm -hmm. touched, instant gold. You can do no wrong. You've gotten a blank check for your next assignment. This is where I kind of thought the question was going to end. And I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. No, no, no. Right. That just
0: sounds like that just sounds like my past week. Um, like that's what happened to me after I dropped my song (laughs) on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that this
1: morning? (laughs) <laughs> that you did that song
0: no it was yesterday it was Afternoon. it yesterday okay time flies uh, that right? assignment
1: you must purchase the rights of any character from another comic book company dc image dark horse and integrate them into the marvel universe similar to when marvel got the rights to angela Jenner, yeah about. okay yeah. again i was like all right interesting interesting no it keeps going the limitations keep going. the only oh, there's limitation more. from the higher uh-huh. ups is that this character must be placed on a team book in addition to any solo books that you're choosing, what yeah. character are you choosing? What team will they be on? Okay. So who, from other other properties, do you think would be a fun fit
0: into? So, the yeah, the first... So, first off, generally opposed to this, I would say. Like, I generally really? don't yeah. like when... I don't love when this happens. I mean... Wait, um, in DC, you don't like that? Like, DC integrating in? Well, there's, there's like, two avenues here. There's, like, crossovers... So, like, a Black Hammer Justice League crossover. That's something sure. or DC right? that's versus like, Marvel. okay, that yeah, can yeah. be interesting. Um, but then there's actual, like, no, this thing that used to be separate is now part of the universe, which DC tried to do with, like, Stormwatch and the Authority in the New 52 era. Generally went very badly. It did lead to some very good uh, Steve Orlando-written Midnighter series. So, like, mm-hmm. there's potential in those sorts of well, movies. I mean, but I,
1: DC's, I mean, Captain... Captain Marvel in DC Shazam. Captain like Marvel's all kind the, of the Charleston, ultimate. Example. Charleston Comics, all the Icon Comics, uh, like char- see, but like DC's Milestone,
0: a, I I don't not, I don't yeah, know that milestone, milestone benefits from being a part of. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, you're welcome for hearing Icon Comics and immediately getting that you meant. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank
1: you. Yeah. I, be, I mean, Icon's one of the series. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, I I don't know. The Milestone is better for being That's a part of the DC true. universe. true. You know. This, I guess time will tell in this like reboot. Yeah, I, I think it exists pretty well on its own terms.
1: Vanished, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but no, like regardless, I just I I don't I don't love it. I mean, in Marvel, like Angela meant nothing to me because I have no Spawn affiliation. Um, that's a character created by Neil Gaiman and, and Tom McFarlane. I knew more about like the creators' rights and legal stuff than I knew anything about the the actual comic. Anyway, long story short, you know they've done it recently with Conan the Barbarian. It's probably the most famous one. Um, I bet I'd be surprised if Marvel didn't do it with Alien and Predator here in the next several years i'm kind of opposed to that i part of it's just kind of being like weirdly um i don't know i just don't want that level of change in a universe that already has so many moving parts and so many new avenues for character creation like and i guess my big criteria here would be any character that exists in a successful comics franchise apart from marvel and dc that has their own kind of tone and voice and oftentimes creators attached to them they're not going to fit very well yeah. when integrated into these universes. So, like, a name that came to mind was Hellboy. I was like, Hellboy actually fits in the Marvel universe pretty easily. Yeah. Pretty yeah, easily. Totally. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, that one, I think, works, but I, otherwise, but, like, but I don't... The tone that's not the thing pick. is the, I don't know. The tone of those comics
1: would not be the same. Hellboy is a character I could see, like, working, you know, like, I could see Hellboy dropped into the Avengers and, you know, like, bantering around with Marvel heroes, but, like, yeah. Hellboy comics would not are not the same in marvel as they are out of marvel no like i i've been i've been reading a ton of hellboy right now and i just read like a s- chunk of them like early hellboy that was just a bunch of like eight page stories that were just like yeah he goes and fights this folklore thing and then the next one is another little folklore story and they're like a million little short stories that aren't connected to anything they're no long no big story they're right yeah, you know, totally... that's how hellboy works yeah right and that's kind of integral to the the vibe of Hellboy is uh is just these like small little short stories that feel part of this big wider web. Yeah, um, I have, I have an answer to this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not the team thing. I don't know that 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 part of the <laughs> the question is a little limited. Well, sort of
0: just like imagine him on the Avengers, right? It's yeah. Sort of just that. Okay. Um,
1: my pick is to integrate Thor from Walt Simonson's Ragnarok into Marvel because like oh man. Can you imagine Walt Simonson writing a Thor comic in Marvel? Like how good that would be? How much I would totally love that. Because that would be incredible. And I, I can just imagine how good that would be. And I love Walt Simonson's Thor um in the Ragnarok series. So I'm not
0: I'm not against a Ragnarok Thor crossover. I mean, that could actually be kind of a fun yeah, four I, issue mini mean, to was, like explore the differences in his his visions for both runs.
1: One hundred percent a joke that I was saying when I said that. But actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think that would actually
0: be a cool, sensible crossover that would do yeah. reasonably well because he is so known for the Thor and Asgard mythos. Uh, you know, one character set that I kind of wondered about for this would be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're already like Marvel parody at the heart, at the core. If you just drop those little yeah, turtle guys kinda. into the sewer of kinda. the Marvel Universe don't that kind of work like it get like we don't spend that much time in the sewers of marvel where like there's not enough space for them like that and that's the thing is like you have to think about like I, where do they live and like what space do they occupy i kind of feel like like you don't need it because the turtles already have their own universe i i don't think yeah. it's a great pick but i kind of think it works um, i, I don't know i, feel like I mean this this is tainted by james tynan the
1: fourth's batman tmnt crossover which is quite good yeah but like they, they feel more dc to me in, yeah. in tone and vibe but uh yeah 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 sure i can see
0: i mean i guess big uh, picture i'm sort of like i resent your question even though it's very good yeah this, this is one I of those reject, Quentin Tarantino with all my Sundance, power i turn it just, down and i say the nay
1: T- tarantino just being like uh, i reject your premise and then getting quiet <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, he asks.
0: You know who um, I would enjoy actually. So I'm, I'm scrolling through my list of the best comics of all time, yeah. which you can find on compucarol.com/slash/the-best-comics-of-all-time with a hyphen between the word and the best comics of all time. Uh, Black Sad, Cat Detective. Give me mm. some Black Sad Noir in the Marvel Universe. Mm. Put him on a weird Defenders team that actually would be really fun. But mm. but it has to be the Black Sad Creative Unit uh drawing in and, and making that comic look incredible so there you go that's my pick you
1: Blackstone. yeah you recommended this to me forever ago and i really want to read it i just keep it keeps slipping out of my uh there's radar. also a video game
0: now that i've really been meaning to play we've, even though it got pretty bad this, reviews
1: yeah yeah Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's because every time we
0: talked about it i haven't played it and i probably won't oh hey um, it's on okay. switch
1: it's on switch now it just got released on switch yeah it's <laughs> a year and a half ago great um,
0: question great question
1: all right, yeah, yeah, that, that turned into a fun discussion. Jordy asks, a follow-up to my 1989 question, what are your preconceived notions of what the 90s will be like? Are you excited about the 90s or not? Um, I mean, I think we've talked quite a bit our preconceived notions, you know, kind of big, bombastic drawing that focuses style over storytelling is kind of the, the trope or the, um, like, stereotype of what 90s comics are. Like, yeah. everything that, like, the the early image comic days typify. Um, I'm excited though i'm excited about it i think something that's interesting now is that we're like almost we're like two-thirds of the way through 1990 i feel like we're only getting little tastes of what we feel like are quote-unquote 90s comics which i think is kind of true of most art that comes from that it is like of a decade is actually like middle of the decade it takes a few years to kick in right because like the right, early 90s yeah. it still it still feels like the 80s you know it still feels like we're in that transition phase i mean it doesn't um,
0: feel like the 2020s as we record this, I guess maybe in its way it does, because it's a very specific yeah, it's kickoff hard to, to the decade, actually. That, that might be a bad example. It's hard uh, but to stylistically, it, you know. Yeah, stylistically, it's very artist-driven, right? So in Marvel, yeah. it's like, okay, who are the artists who come to define this decade? And it's all the guys who go on to Found Image, right, in a lot of ways who are at Marvel right now. So you got Jim Lee, Liefeld, McFarlane, and, I, um, yeah. and you know, Wills Portacio and, and those sorts of characters. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's... Am I looking forward to it? Uh, I, yeah, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty interested to explore this decade with open eyes, I guess, and with more availability through Marvel Unlimited and sort of just the different ways that that lets us actually tap into this decade. I think as we've talked about, like this is not actually either of our childhoods, you know, so we don't have that nostalgia that probably draws like the most, uh, fandom for it. But anyway, um... It's, yeah, I mean, I think, like we've talked about, like, I'm, I, yeah, I mean, we have like the artists exploring the decade.
1: It's driven by them, but I think we're seeing these artists so far in 1990 um, not being given blank checks quite yet and not given the power to, like, fully influence the direction of the comics. Like, Liefeld run the still show. is very reined in because I've quite liked everything we've seen of Liefeld. But I think that's still because he has, like, a firm editorial, like, hand, you know. On well, it's his, because he's not the primary storyteller. So, okay. So, he's, he's not right um,
0: at all. Yeah.
1: So, uh, Okay, so next, uh, Jeremy says, we've already seen the introduction of two very 90s characters, Cable and Gambit. Were you surprised by the way they were introduced, or were they more or less the characters you were expecting to see? What other 90s characters are you excited to see, and which ones are you dreading?
0: I think they do. A, it, both these character introductions are Different than probably you'd anticipate with any familiarity of the characters. Cable's in particular is Cable, surprising yeah. in that it's very well done. It's like one yeah. of my favorite Louis Simonson new mutant stories we've read so far. Again, yeah. like you said, Liefeld Agreed. for all of his hyperbolic, overblown profile is basically like the the worst elements of Stan Lee but in a 90s version um you know taking credit for all sorts of things like he's a good fit for this the book looks interesting and it's dynamic in a way that it that it wasn't necessarily right before then so cable's introduction and plus it's not if you think you know things about cable this story is not yet doing any of that that will come yeah, later yeah yeah that that's the
1: surprise for me <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> cuz like this cable is just like oh he's like a cool new dad like i like Yeah this guy. <laughs> yeah um Gambit Gambit has been nothing to me so far like he is not he hasn't been particularly interesting. I feel like he's another one of these characters. If I didn't, like, know him already, I would not think much of this introduction. Um, I he's probably think most surprising in like, that this, he's fairly As far innocuous. as I know, like, I'd be surprised if I ever turn into a, a Gambit guy. He just doesn't seem like a character that is going to particularly interest me ever. I
0: don't know, like, from what I know about him. You kind of seem but, like a Gambit guy, I would I, say. I do seem like a Gambit guy? Yeah, you kind of do. I feel yeah. like you might get really into Gambit. Maybe. Maybe i could be wrong yeah um,
1: i've been been wrong before uh who else are we excited to see um i'm interested in bishop and domino those are some x-men characters that i don't know much about but like mm-hmm. what i do know is cool and i know domino's design is cool and i like zazzy beats and deadpool too um and uh which ones are you dreading scarlet spider can't say too much more about that but uh i'm not particularly interested in that character but we'll Have see you read Maybe some I'm of that wrong. before Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I've read a little bit of like 90, like 97 Spider-Man, something like that. When I was a kid, I had some just random loose uh, comics I picked up from that era and uh, a a little bit of that character. But uh, no, I don't don't know too much about it. So I I think that's more about that whole saga Mm -hmm. than it is about the character, maybe. But we will see.
0: I'm most looking forward to Generation X, X X-Men, like young mutants that get... Uh, developed during this time, so like like mid to late '90s, I would say is the biggest blind spot for me because those tend to be the comics that fit least neatly into any sort of canonical what you should read pile, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Which is another way of saying, yeah, they're probably not that good. Um, but that there's also a lot of creation and a lot of weird stuff creators are trying that people just don't talk about today. So I would say that's that's of the most interest to me. Sort of just like what are those gaps in my knowledge? Um, I think as far as like stuff I'm dreading. Um, I'm not dreading like Maximum Carnage, for example, you know, so like the debut of Carnage, I actually think that's, it's interesting, it'll be fun to talk about. I don't think Carnage hits as successfully as probably the the kid version of me thought that character would, mm-hmm. you know, definitely thought sure. Carnage was cool as hell, you know, growing up with 90s action figures. Um, other stuff that I'm dreading, what's the it, stuff it, that it, I just don't want <clears throat> to read? I, I don't know, honestly, it's kind of a tough one. There's not a ton of that. Really.
1: Uh I, I, if this was about teams, I actually just thought like there's a bunch of teams that I'm interested in reading. Like Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts sounds interesting to me. And yeah. um Infinity Watch. Like the Adam Warlock Infinity Watch series. Yeah. Sounds interesting. I don't I don't know anything about them except just kind of like the very basic premise, but both of those
0: I'm not dying infe- to try to read Infinity Crusade again, oddly enough, as much as we hmm. both love Starlin. Uh that's the end of his trilogy and that's got kind of a Secret Wars two vibe for me. Where uh, um bummer. it's so hard to actually read. All, all, of it, right. uh, and I've tried, and I don't. I have succeeded in a way that I never have with Secret Wars two, where it's like I literally can't do this. <laughs> um yeah. but yeah. it's. I remember that feeling dense, so that would be my pick, probably. Uh,
1: all right. Um, let's see. Uh, Peter says, "What is your favorite run of a Marvel character you typically
0: do not like?" Favorite Ooh, run it? of a Marvel character you typically do not like. Uh, Immortal Iron Fist. In the 2000s, by Matt Fraction at Brubaker, art by David Aha. Um, not a big Danny Rand guy. Don't we, we haven't read a ton of Iron Fist in the Mime Lover's Shoot mm-hmm. Club because those comics yeah. often don't grab me a ton. Uh, aside from that 2000s era run, and it actually stays pretty interesting. I forget exactly who's on it. It might be Carrie Andrews after that point. But um, either way, that run is so far and away the best Iron Fist thing I've ever read. Um, and so that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. That's
1: all I know about it. It's got some really cool covers.
0: David A. man, he does cool
1: covers. Uh, my
0: answer, I I don't know for me, like,
1: I mean, I guess I do like some characters more or less, but like overall I'm more into like talking about creative runs than I am like characters. So there's all like, it's never surprising to me that I'm like, oh, this character that I don't like has a good run because it's like, I only like characters because I like the comics they're in. Right. So if they have a comic I like, then. I guess I like that character. Um, but to not sidestep the question, I'll say basically all the stuff that um, Starlin does with like Silver Surfer, Captain Marvel, Adam Warlock, all three of those series are characters that like previously I was not particularly interested in and turned into some of my favorite comics. So.
0: Yeah, probably. And those are probably ones in anyone else's hands up to that point. You'd have been like, I don't like these space characters. They're boring. Um, yeah. And then Starlin that's takes the thing is, like, something else.
1: I think it, any character can be good if you just have a good writer, right? Like,
0: and I think that's probably a pretty true accepted sentiment is that, yeah, yeah, it's not the character. It's, it's the creative uh, team and the story they're telling more often than not. I mean, there are characters that are now that are just full of baggage or something like, like I would say, for example, like Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel is a really difficult character. I just think there's a lot to her. There's a lot of history and that's actually a, it's not quite like DC's wonder woman challenge, in Wonder Woman problem, you know, where they just like they kind of that—that's probably the ultimate example of like, what do we do with this character? And a publisher clearly grasping at straws. Captain Marvel mm-hmm. has had at least like a the fact that I'm calling her Captain Marvel obviously is like the 2000s Renaissance version of that. Um, that would be a character that like Kel- the Kelly Sue run is definitely that that fits into the category of like yeah, it, I didn't think I was that into this character, but this is very good and very interesting, and it's made me reconsider that. Yeah,
1: I agree. I like her in that run. Uh, tj asks are you guys planning my dc year during or after my marvelous year uh i know you mentioned it on an episode recently it's going to be a lot for you to do both shows at the same time that is true (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's a it is either going to be after my marvelous year or if we hit a patreon goal during my marvelous year uh if it becomes financially feasible enough and i think i have that on patreon at 2500 so it's quite a ways off um i am working on writing the my dc year list currently And if you are a $5 backer and join the Slack, uh, you can always hop into the DC channel and I've got a link to the spreadsheet of the work in progress. So if anyone wants to see it or, um, like contribute their ideas to it, I'm open to that, but it's probably quite a ways off in the future unless we have, uh, you know, some kind of explosive boom in popularity, (laughs) um, with the with the growth we've had, it's a few years away at the very least.
0: Yeah, you can check that out on patreoncom slash this year if you are yeah. so inclined. Uh, but again, it will be a minute. I mean, again, I think like nobody wants to hear about you know, woe is me, because it's it's a super fun thing we get to do, and we're very grateful for any support. But the 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 homework of reading all the comics and Mm -hmm. coming to the podcast and finding time to record and schedule. And obviously it's just, it's time spent in busy lives. I mean, comic book Herald is my second job. (laughs) It's not my real job, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So then you factor that on top of things, obviously, and doing a, my DC or reading club while I get that question frequently and, uh, am definitely, um, sympathetic towards the desire to have something like that. It is time-wise, just not something I think like, like, like Zach said, he's working through creating the lists, I mean, something like that could be published and worked through, but it's the actual act of, like, doing a reading club and podcasting about it Um, for the two of us is, is not super plausible. But, you know, just I won't announce anything because we have nothing to announce, but uh, it's definitely something we're talking about in terms of, like, well, how would we make it possible, right? And that's something I think a lot about these days, especially with Comic Book Herald stuff in terms of, like, okay, I, it turns out I can't do everything myself. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so what does that mean? How do we actually make these cool ideas happen? So uh, stay tuned because I, I think, you know, Sooner than later, uh, my DC year thing will be a reality um, if you uh, stick with us, and, and my morale this year keeps being supported.
1: Yeah, and, and it's uh, it's not a bad idea, actually, like, even if we had the capability to do it, like, today, you know, if we had the time and freedom to do it, it's not a bad idea to wait a little while to let DC Universe become a little bit more of a robust service, um, I think, like, that, that service is still, like, they just relaunched it as DC Universe Infinite, there's still little, some kinks to work out, there's still stuff to get added and it's, uh, it's not international yet, and it won't be until later this summer, at least. So. Those are great points.
0: Those are really good yeah. points, because even doing My Marvelous Year when I set it up in 2016 was a different yeah. experience than it is in 2021, right? And it, the fact that these th- these digital libraries more or less have to be available for us to even consider this kind of reading club, yeah. um, because otherwise the access is is presuming you have like infinite funds, and that is <laughs> simply not a reality for most.
1: Or just encouraging pirating, right? That's the other thing. That would just or be like... right, or we're just like, oh, just
0: Google every comic, which is something you can do, but not something I love, and it's not good for comics. So
1: yeah, um, and also, I mean, yeah, DC Universe is missing their post-Crisis stuff. Like post eighty-seven is pretty full. Like they they have a they're pretty good at having that stuff filled filled out. Pre-Crisis, they have like a good chunk of the sil or the Golden Age, and then like a decade missing. Like the fifties yeah. is just missing entirely, like up to the early sixties. And the then fifties is missing for there. most comics publishers. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that's true. But like, it, at least, I mean, in Marvel, that's not quite as canon, right? Like in DC, it's right. Like they're introducing. Well, there's, stuff. something cool writing the, my DC year list is it's a lot easier to do this than I think my marvelous year pre-crisis because all that continuity really gets wiped away. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. in a big way that like these stories don't necessarily matter. Like establishing the characters and who they are is the important part and like reading the best comics, but there's not a lot of like oh, you got to read this story because it's going to impact for decades like because most of it doesn't. Um so it, it I would it definitely
0: throw fun. out I would throw out to the club as well. Like where would you rather start? In a lot of ways too, because I do this is something I've debated as well. It's like, alright, if you do the My D C year proper, do you start in nineteen thirty nine with Golden I Age have Superman? It.
1: Yeah, I have it uh well, you know what? Yes. Because Golden Age DC is considerably more fun than Golden Age. Oh, it's Marvel, worth reading. Like, it's worth reading. I have a blast with it. And, and I think I go through nineteen thirty eight all the way to nineteen sixty in like four episodes. So you you know and, and yeah. I think that's a really full tour. Of the golden age and gives you a really nice taste. That's what I have written right now. Those I are guess all done. just
0: yeah no so. I I think that's smart. I think even just as a fan though, if I like, I would rather personally start in nineteen eighty five than I would reading all of the sixties and seventies. You know, which yeah, maybe is unfair yeah, yeah, like, to some of those stories, but that's like my personal sort of what matters, what's good. Like in my yeah, head, it's, that's that's how I feel about DC. I mean,
1: like compared to my Marvelous year, we were reading like twenty to thirty issues. You know, through the sixties. For DC, I've got, like, 6 to 10 per year. It's a lot slimmer. Like, it would be, like, one episode per year for a lot of the 60s. Because, you know, like I said, it's a lot more like, hey, Neil Adams is on Batman. Let's check that out. Uh, You know, more yeah. than, like, here's a four-issue, you know, but I don't know, run, run that actually matters. Anyway, yeah, this this is a, you know, a bigger conversation for uh what, what I'm working on. But if you want to, uh, you know, have some input into that, join the Slack, join the DC channel.
0: Um, Speaking MC of DC... Ann, Speaking of DC, before we do this, uh, did you, Zach, did you watch Zack Snyder's four-hour Justice League?
1: No, I did not. Did you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode
0: one? I did not. And I did not watch the MCU's uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier debut because it took me all weekend to finish the four-hour Zack Snyder's Justice League movie. And honestly, like, so... We watched probably the first hour and a half-ish, probably hour 45, uh, up to part four when they recommended intermission. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then the next day, I was kind of like, or whenever we got back to it, I was like, do I want to keep watching Justice League? Do we just knock this thing out and finish? Or do I jump to Falcon wait, wait, Winter Soldier? Wait, did you,
1: did you make your wife watch it?
0: My wife, God bless her, incredible woman, has now seen only Justice League, the four-hour cut. And uh-huh. Batman vs. Superman, the Ultimate Edition. She never saw the regular versions <laughs> of either. She only got suckered into watching the extra long versions with me. Um and uh she actually uh, here's the thing though, and this is something that is not gonna be news to people, kind of enjoyed Justice League. Like had a fun yeah, it I've was ever, kind of a fun time to like sit and just like chat about it. Like you're like watching WandaVision, for example, if I'm on the couch and like my wife's talking to me and stuff. I'm kind of like, I'm like, I'm really focused and I want to watch this. It's not that kind of show. Whereas with Justice League, it was just like, yeah, like we're just going to hang out and chat and not take it too seriously. Um, and it's goofy and we can joke about things. And then sometimes it's pretty entertaining. And uh, it was it was a very enjoyable, I guess, um, basically eight episode television series. You know, which is what it is. Like, the idea that this is a movie, to me, is preposterous. Like, it's really weird to hear people talk about it. Like, oh, the Snyder's Snyder's vision for this was four hours of story in a theater. It's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, if he had to cut this down to two and a half hours in 2017, I think it would have had all the same problems and all the same criticisms of the Whedon version. Honestly.
1: I just read the... uh... Um, the Chicago Tribune review from Michael Phillips. Uh, film. Okay. Like I really like, and he said yeah. the same thing. He was like, I don't know why this wasn't a TV show. Cause he, I, I, I was listening to a podcast with this guy. He hates Zack Snyder. I listened to his Batman versus Superman review from a couple of years ago and he called him yeah. like an upstart punk with no eye for visual storytelling. Okay. <laughs> like he, he said, he's like one of the worst. Doesn't sound uh, like a
0: fan. Doesn't sound like he was hashtagging he to try to hates, get this thing back. Yeah.
1: Hates Zack Snyder. Yeah. But he was like, "Yeah, this movie. It's. Uh, I don't think he loved it, but he was like, it's, it's better than the Whedon version, and it's not awful. Like, it's got its. You know, it's got stuff to recommend it.' Yeah, I'll probably check it out. That's what
0: I've heard. Is like, it is dramatically
1: hey, better. I mean, it is dramatically better. Yeah, I've heard it's much because... better. but it's not like a great
0: movie. <laughs> like, no, it's, well, it's it's not a movie. It's just not. Yeah. And it's like, it's dramatically better because it has the time and the space to fill out the story in very comic book ways. Like, it just leans heavily." into like as obviously has been teased like yeah there's like a whole dark side like fourth world arc that was not a part of the weeding cut (laughs) and it's crazy to think about that movie coming out and them not even mentioning it you know like there's all this stuff where it's like yeah it's it's interesting because it is like it's totally a full story about what this movie could have been but then again it's like apparently what it could have been again is just like a long HBO drama, um, yeah. which interacting on your own time at your own pace in the comfort of your own home is pretty enjoyable. Like, and I, I don't know that it'd be cost effective. I have no idea about that part of it, but like continuing the Snyderverse verse basically as long television series, I know they're not going to do this or call it that, but that I would actually be pretty game for. I would be like, cause I, th- his nightmare teases and this stuff of like a future version, I think like big picture, it's all pretty bad and i could get into why like the like as an idea but just like i'm always engaged i'm always interested um and it definitely makes doesn't me make enjoy usually, the it,
1: with the exception of his action which after 300 i don't think he he like forgot how to film action um i don't think he's like a boring director <laughs> you know like his movies are usually like i'm not bored i might be baffled like i thought batman vs superman is a very bad movie it's a stupid movie but like
0: I think it's a messy movie. I wouldn't call it bad, actually. Oh, I
1: I think it's definitely bad. But, like, it it kind of was like... It's like J.J. Abrams. I kind of put him like that with the last Star Wars movie, where I walked out and it was like, well, I wasn't bored for two hours, but, like, I don't... uh, Like, I'm not taking away anything from this, except that, like, it occupied my mind for two hours. Which I mean,
0: ironically, Justice League the Snyder cut is incredibly boring. <laughs> like, like it is... And I'm saying this as somebody who kind of enjoyed the experience. It is remarkably boring how slow and, like, literal, Like, this has been commented to death, but, like, the use of slow-mo is so excessive. It's comical. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. There are scenes that are just dragged out way too far. There's all these moments of... I mean, it's just, it's laughable. It's very memeable in a lot of places, but, you know, and probably it doesn't have a lot of self awareness around that. But as as somebody watching it just for fun, that's kind of enjoyable. There's all these moments of like Aquaman going into water and women singing. And it's like, why is this happening? Why are we spending 10 (laughs) minutes on this moment? I have no idea, you know? And it's something I It's very poor editing, I guess, in that
1: regard. For sure. For sure. Something I heard about Zack Snyder that I thought like it was a good job that summed, summed him up was like, his biggest strength and his biggest weakness is that he's perfectly in touch with his 12-year-old self, right? So, like, it's yeah, a much maybe. more sincere movie than the Joss Whedon version, but it also has, like, a 12-year-old sensibility for what, like, uh, of emotional depth and clarity of, like, themes.
0: Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I I do actually, I appreciate that sincerity Uh yeah, Yeah, I mean, actually. that's
1: what people, like, especially people who are kind of fed up with the MCU's, like, very cookie-cutter, quippy uh, thing, which I think is... Sometimes fair and sometimes a little unfair criticism. You know that like Marvel can't take anything ever like really seriously and they have to undercut things with a joke. But yeah, certainly like as someone who just rewatched Endgame and the end of that with Gamora, that that moment with Gamora and Quill kicking him, uh, kicking Quill in the balls. Like when what should be like a very serious emotional moment, uh, and they have to do things as a joke. Um, that's that's true. But then you know they they do take other times to uh to make things like seem like they matter. But yes, like Snyder is a very sincere guy. <laughs> you know, and I think people people respond to that in a world of superhero movies that feel like a little too cool for school.
0: Yeah, and I think right, and this movie is yeah, it's that weird thing of like thinking it's very cool and trying to do visually very compelling and artistic stuff, but simultaneously being deeply, deeply nerdy into the DC <laughs> Comics universe. You know, yeah. like you're the the expectation that you sort of know Desaad and Steppenwolf and Darkseid like that stuff's not it doesn't really hold your hand a ton on that. Um, It's kind of just like, hey, you like Darkseid stuff. Here you go. And that's for the comics fans. And that stuff I, I don't. I, I I sort of enjoy, honestly. I guess I, my big takeaway with the with the thing is like it kind of bums me out that DC killed the Snyderverse, and not to go all like bring it back because they're not going to, and it's done. And I've I'm not wringing my hands or campaigning for it, and obviously that's a lot of problems with the way that, that was done. Um, but like it, they had a vision, they had a clear. Like, this is what it means to make a DC Universe movie kind of vision, you know, for a connected mm-hmm. universe. And the fact that they got as far as, like, putting the team together, and they rushed it. And that's why Justice League is a mess and can't fit in a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Because they rushed to try to catch up to Avengers, you know? And I feel like that yeah. gets lost, is, like, they didn't earn getting to a Justice League. They just threw oh, yeah. it at us, and that's yeah. why it has to be four hours. Because you have to explain three literal new characters and all new bad guys. It doesn't fit
1: in I got Well, I, ga- a, a I gotta say, like... I can't imagine walking away from, I, I'll watch it at some point, but I will be shocked if I walk away being like, well, I wish Zack Snyder was going to do more of these because I am uh, like, I was not excited about the future of DC, but like they have a bunch it's of not, stuff announced that I'm interested, like
0: I, I'm happy, like, but what is their universe right now? I guess it's less about, which is fine. Like, like I specifically I like, Zack Snyder making more movies and it's more them having a cohesive universe and something, see, at no, the I, center I, holding it together. I like yeah.
1: that. Like that, that would be fun. Like, I'm I'm not opposed to, you know, them having their answer to the MCU, having something as robust as the MCU, but I just think, like, at this point, that ship has sailed, and so now I'm kind of happy oh, yeah. for them oh, to yeah. just be doing, like, hey, we're gonna do another Batman movie, it's just a different Batman, and it looks like it has an interesting tone, and Robert Pattinson is a, a cool choice, and James Gunn is doing a Suicide Squad movie that's gonna be very different from the other one, and I kind of trust James Gunn to bring something to it, and Kathy Ann's Birds of Prey, right, like... Just running and doing all these different directions and not feeling like you do have to be, like, always chasing the next, like, setting up the next universe plot point.
0: Um, I think my um, problem with that is running and chasing, quote-unquote, different directions, mm -hmm. they aren't that different. You're running and chasing new superhero stories across the DC universe and they're not touching each other and they're not connected. And when you sever those ties between what is a shared universe, which continues to be like one of my favorite things about superhero comics to me, then it's like, now you just have, you have a glut of DC movies. Then you have too many. If you want to do a limited Joker style movie and you want to do the birds of prey and and this limited Batman fine. But if you're going to do three to four in a year and it's going to be, Aquaman and Shazam 2 and this and that and none of that stuff's connected to me it's just like now we're just now it's just like bursting the bag bursting the bubble of superhero movies they aren't going to be that different <laughs> you know MCU movies aren't that different you can say Winter Falcon Winter Soldier or Winter Soldier or Captain America it's a spy movie right it's not that different than most MCU movies it works because no, it's, it's fitting. not
1: I, I but again that kind of like leans back to the thing where you're like watching it for the next one rather than just like I'm just fine with a bunch of like Fun, you know, if Wonder Woman movies are just fun on their own, like, and don't connect anything and don't set up larger universe things. Like, I don't know, I'm kind of fine with that that idea. Um, uh, I, I mean, yes, uh. I would, st- I would still prefer it. I get, I guess, I get what you're saying. I think I still prefer them setting up a fun little DC universe and having a good answer. But like, I I don't see how that's gonna come anytime soon.
0: Um, well, that, but that's what I'm saying though. That's what I'm bummed about is they ensured that that was done. By cutting off yeah. the Snyder Justice League, they said, all right, forget it. we rushed yeah. this experiment. We didn't yeah, give it yeah. a chance to succeed. Now we're going to kill it. <laughs> and it's like, uh, like I, I get now that's where we are, and they shouldn't try to yeah. bring it back yeah. because yeah, yeah, they yeah. messed it up. I, what bums me out is that they messed it up. It's, it's a sunk cost. It's done. But the 2010s of Warner Bros. and DC Media movies is... A story, and it's probably going to be a really interesting oral history kind of thing, but it's a story of them screwing up the rush to Justice League and yeah, everything falling sure. apart because of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it didn't help that, like, it was rushed, but it also was set up by two so-so movies. Like, Man of Steel is okay. I don't love that movie, but it's okay. Man of Steel was Never not was a shared sure universe
0: movie, though. That's the thing that people keep talking about. It's like, oh, it kicks off the universe. It wasn't that when it started. Well, it became that I know, that but, like, the
1: same way that Iron Man wasn't that really when it started but like I don't think it's they, the same
0: know. thing though because Iron Man was the hope for more, right? Because they were just getting yeah. started. Man of Steel was like there was no intention until the executive it's all this executive driven like oh, we need to have this thing because that's how we make money. It's
1: it's Wonder Woman showing up at the end of Batman versus Superman, which is like wild and makes no sense, but it's just crazy to introduce her in that movie versus her own movie that came later, right? Like it's so clearly like boardroom driven than anything else, even though she's actually kind of fun in that movie. I, I don't know about that
0: example, actually. I, th- I think she works in that movie. Um, I, but no, yeah, I, I story short, actually, it just but like, it bums it me out that we're not going to get a DC comics shared universe, like, yeah. like presumably. Yeah. It's, and then you have all the, and I just, it makes me question too, like, then what is a new God's movie? Then what, it, you know, when we literally have a dark side story here, like what is a new, new God's movie? I don't know. It's like, it's like relaunching with new number ones every time a movie comes out. That's how it feels. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Sure. And that is unappealing. In comics, right? People resent that now, uh, and that's that's how the films are kind of going to feel. I don't know. I, I'm curious.
1: Yeah, I mean, they could also just be like the Pattinson movie does really well, and they're just like, hey, um, this is the beginning of a new one. Let's just start over. <laughs> you know, like that's always a possibility. Like, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not like they it couldn't is. just do that, and people won't go see another Superman movie. You know. Six years after the last one, right? Like,
0: and I wouldn't, we, we have... and I wouldn't begrudge them that if they were like, "Hey, uh, Blue Beetle, Batman, uh, you know everything else that's coming." These, this is our new universe. Let's try again, sure. right? But then, yeah. but then what you have to do is you have to say like, "Well, are we, are we cutting off Gal Gadot Wonder Woman? Are we cutting off uh Zach Levi Shazam? You know these sorts of things." I, I don't know exactly yeah. what the yeah,
1: balance yeah. is there. Good, good. Um, Dan asks in this Slack, uh any Falcon and Winter Soldier talk? Um, I so I watched it. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, obviously. Um, it's also not a very spoilable show compared to, like, WandaVision. Um, there's not, like, twists and turns, necessarily. Which
0: I am grateful for.
1: It's very, um, it's about what I thought it would be. Maybe, maybe a little, like, messier. But, like, it's kind of your stock standard MCU, like, you know, you showed a computer the entire, like, every Captain America movie, and it spit out an algorithm for, like, this, with some exceptions where it, like, does does a little bit better. Um, but it's good. Like, good action. You can kind of see, like... There's a big budget behind it. Some of the action scenes genuinely feel like they would just fit in the middle of one of the Captain America movies. Um, like they don't seem like a low budget, a TV action scene. It feels yeah. incredibly high budget. Um, I think by the end of it, it's going to be an absolute disaster in the way that it's talking about like politics. Like, predicting it disaster. It's going to be, it is already such a mess, but like flag smasher, US agent are parts of this. Uh those are complicated
0: characters to do in 2021
1: right they're complicated and i think the mcu does not is not going to be bold like i mean they have rare very rarely been radical quote unquote radical in their politics black panther the closest to dancing around that with making killmonger like sympathetic but they also still have like the cia agent good guy working alongside the african country in that movie um this is uh i think just going to be it's gonna end up being i think. Probably like the 80s one, which is just a little reductive and a little like anarchist bad, like and uh, I don't know, nationalism bad, military good, like just <laughs> confused and uh, a little messy. But you know what? Like, I mean, how, kind
0: of... how how central are the politics in this first episode? Because, you know, you can I I, I see a lot of criticism these days where it's like, well, you know, this isn't, this isn't radical leftist, (laughs) you know, like politics. It's It's like, well, yeah, did you think Disney was going to do that? Did you really? No, no, I get get that. It's not
1: like, you know, Captain Marvel where like, she's just in the Air Force, but that's just in the background, right? And the Air Force is not as strong, like, it's not making any comment about like the military. No, it's a big part here. Like- the military and this, uh, the flag smasher movement and stuff are like pretty present in it. Um, okay. So, so they're, so I, they're
0: embracing the conversation. Then you can't say Falcon and Winter Soldier isn't trying to have that conversation. So they should be judged yeah. accordingly.
1: Yeah. I, I think so, so far. We'll see. I mean, it's one out of six episodes in and, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I had a fun time with it and good performances. I liked, uh, both Bucky and Sam's performance here, which is like the main thing. Both of them worked well. Uh, Bucky, especially like him, uh, post blip or whatever um he's doing doing good work definitely recommend checking it out okay that was a lot of q a's let's get to our brand new segment Uh, we are are (laughs) we're (laughs) going to be doing on variant covers a new segment where we are going to be playing out comic book scenes from comics that we have read in the club make that clear these are all comics we have read in the club dave and i are going to play out a scene act it out and see if people can guess what comic it is figure it out uh, if you are in the Twitch, you can <laughs> shoot a message if you figure it out somehow. If you're insane, please don't just Google. If you get this in same. the Twitch,
0: I will be blown away. Yeah, you'll definitely get blown like, away.
1: Yeah, a big, big no prize. So we'll actually shout you out on the episode if you get it on the Twitch. Otherwise, uh, send an email to gmail.com. if you figure out what it is, and uh, if you are the first one to do so, we'll call you out on the next variant cover. We'll call you uh, out and, hard. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: big time. Okay, yeah. everything this... you've been doing. I will also segment. send you some of Zach's hair.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, sure. If you want some hair, that's fine. I have a lot of it. Um, <laughs> surprisingly game for that. All right. That's <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I send all my listeners my hair, uh, whether they want it or not. <laughs> um, that's a, oh, man, segment. what a
0: hair brag. What a hair brag. If I sent all our listeners my hair, it'd be gone. Completely gone.
1: Uh, well, you can send them that beard hair. I can't do that. So. That's fair.
0: That's fair. Yeah. I could send one out to each listener that way. This
1: segment, Dave, is going to be called Sequential
0: Act sequential act uh-huh.
1: okay get it because like sequential art and acting
0: get it? i like it i love it yeah
1: i thought I, it took me way too long to come up with that and that's the best i could come up with so uh good job all right <clears throat> i'll uh let's see who's got the first line here i do okay so you you cue me in okay you know, like, uh lights, ready camera, begin or the comic
0: or is
1: now and now i shall demonstrate what power really is
0: Gangway. I don't know what hit me, but it must have been a whole blasted army.
1: Worse than that, Ben. Look.
0: I ain't got time to look. I got me a little clobbering to do.
1: Ben, wait, you fool. He's more than doubled his size. And his power. You're up against a giant. Oh, no (laughs) need to tell him, Richards. I'll see to it that he learns for himself. Now, as soon as he strikes Mr. Fantastic, I'll have eliminated two of you with a single blow. Stretch-o, duck, don't worry about me. <laughs> it's all, it's all right, old friend. We're not beaten yet. Not as long as my elastic body can absorb the impact and cushion the blow. And, and scene. scene. Ooh, oh, that was good. I felt energy, the energy in this room. Uh, ooh, we already have some guesses, and uh, I don't know if they're actually right, because I don't have it in front of me, but I don't think so. I don't think so, J-Pop.
0: The best kind of trivia is the kind where you don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Before you ask you know what? Wait,
1: wait, actually, can I bring this up? Um, I was thinking this. We we have Sarah Century on a um, episode coming up, and I think you mentioned Gambit. You're like, yeah, with the introduction of Gambit in this issue, and she was like, oh, like two fifty eight or whatever. And you're like, yeah, that one. And that's like, that is so insane to me that like you would know the numbers of comic book issues that are not like fifty or one hundred, like nice round numbers.
0: Listen, I already like Sarah a lot. You know, it does yeah. some great writing for Comic Book Herald. I'm I'm a fan for life. That was one of those incredible moments of my of my podcast. <laughs> I mean career. The, the idea that you can
1: just be like, oh yeah, uh it's Spider-Man 185, I think that's the one where Peter Parker graduates. Because to me, if you were like Spider-Man 367 or Spider-Man 82, like I would equally mm-hmm. believe you. You know, like it doesn't even need to be in the ballpark for me <laughs> to buy it. It's just one of those things, like and it's not like I mean, as I'm older, my memory is gone a little bit, but like I used to be one of these guys who'd be like remember movie years and whole discographies of like artists i liked you know have like that kind of encyclopedic knowledge but like just for numbers like that that's like arbitrary numbering that's that's so wild to me
0: it's not arbitrary it's a literal <laughs> it's a literal sequence of story <laughs>
1: <laughs> i guess that's that's true but like there's no you know like when i remember the year an album came out it's all tied up with the like cultural you know like the the entire zeitgeist of that time and place right like i can remember nirvana Nirvana didn't put out an album in, like, 2005, like, I just know that because... Well, of course, like, Kurt that... had been dead for 11 years. Well, exactly, right? But, like, there's other information that points to that. When you know that, like, Peter David starts on Incredible Hulk in 331, I mean, unless you know that, like, yeah, Incredible Hulk is, like, in the 30s, in the 80s, or, like, the 330s and the 80s, so I I don't know, there's just, like, there's nothing to link that in my mind. It's, it's very... I wouldn't say impressive, it's odd to me, but...
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, it's hard to explain to somebody how you got so smart. I guess yeah, it's kind of like what do what Uh, do you tell the person who says I am in awe of your brain? You know, it's mm -hmm. a little tricky.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I think that's gonna do it. Uh, This was a fun variant cover. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Okay. (laughs) Um, Give me
0: a second. Good grief! You're ahead on the stream. You're clearly losing your temper, waiting for the stream to come through as I reply. Good golly! Thanks everybody who joined here live on the Twitch. Um, now, J-pop. That was a Nirvana did not release a new album. That was a that was a greatest hits. I, I'll bet my sock on it. I'll bet you a right sock that Nirvana has not released. Did they drop an album post Cobain? No way, right? No. That no. must be. They did. They, they they did it, the, it's they all. They did the three, and that was it. Yeah, they they ended in within utero, and uh, and then that must have been a greatest hits. I'll be shocked if in the 2000s, Grohl and What's-His-Name got together. No, it's a compilation and they dropped an album. Yeah, yeah get yeah. out of here. Get out of here yeah. with that new album nonsense. All y'all. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, um, music for the show is by Disasterpiece. I'm Dave. You can find my stuff at Combo Carol T. Zach. You can find him on social at MyMarvelousYear, patreon.com slash MyMarvelousYear. Cool place, cool place to hang out online. Recommend you do so. And thanks. We'll see you next year.
1: See you next year. Uh, he's probably talking about with the lights out which is a box set of like b-sides demos rehearsal okay like sure that. sure. which is not a new album j-pop we all know you that.
0: know you're right was that was on that was like every 15 minutes that was on the radio when I was in uh, junior high what was you know you're right that n- the new single that nirvana that was part of that that was oh a no song. I don't know it Oh my gosh! You, if you seriously have not heard of this song, then uh, wherever you grew up on the East Coast, elite was very different than the Chicago area suburbs. Just a
1: second. Um, th- I've had a few cases of that because I'm not. I mean, I'm into music. I've, like, I like. I listen to. I hear the radio enough, right? Like, it's not like I'm totally checked out of that. But like,
0: that's what the old. Man I somehow said.
1: Missed, hey, Hey-a. Hey-a was missed Heya. Heya, you missed Heya
0: in the moment. I like
1: missed Heya somehow entirely, Im- and it exact. was like that is impossible. Were you homeschooled? It- I don't know. Uh, no, I wasn't, but like, <laughs> I <laughs> do. I do know. know. <laughs> it was like 2000. Let me see. I was probably like 24 or so. So it was like 2010, 2010, 2011. And like, I was at an open mic night, and someone played Heya. and I was like, "Whoa, this that that ruled." What was that? And everyone was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, what are you talking about? Like, you That's know the what? Weirdest that is. thing
0: to have never heard.
1: And I was like, "No, I don't know it." And like now. I, yeah i don't know like i had i just hadn't listened to speaker box you know like
0: you didn't i like, didn't know i didn't even know what albums were at that point but i heard hey everywhere i didn't know it was yeah on no speaker it's box. weird it's like
1: one of those songs i can't you can't get away from somehow and like once i heard it i kind of started hearing it everywhere but it just like it's and it's like i knew that several other songs off that album right like i i knew a couple other outcomes like
0: you were a uh, huge you know, the- sleepy uh sleepy brown fan the you way you, move, knew, you knew all the sleepy right? like... brown spots, but, <laughs> I... <laughs> but none of the entree. <laughs> it's very funny. That's so yeah. weird. That's really. Yeah, very... That's one of the I, weirdest I mean... things you've ever told me. That makes me really think you like didn't go to school. And that was like, like when I was
1: into music the biggest. Right? That's when I like had a big CD collection. And I was listening to music like the most. Right? It's just one of those weird songs that somehow like completely missed me. Yeah, I don't know. I just
0: that just genuinely seems impossible i know no i I I don't know i'm I'm with you like the nirvana thing i can see right like you didn't whatever your local rock radio wasn't super like because my my classic rock radio station growing up played a lot of nirvana so like early 2000s they were already like yeah we're gonna give you all of the early 90s hits from nirvana um them and pearl jam kind of snuck in early uh but that single came out and they were like playing it all the time everywhere um, but that I could see you missing because that's, it wasn't, I actually don't love that song um, really much at all. But hey-ya, hey-ya, I just don't, I, I don't know. I don't know Never. how you could miss that everywhere. I a, mean, a that, dance, it, a wedding, this, listen, a, uh, every, a public this forum is, of any kind.
1: This is what happened when I said that to all my friends at open mic night at the bar. Yeah. Was berated uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of the night for not yeah. knowing that. I, you okay. know what's actually funny is I knew lines from it too. Like, shake it like a Polaroid picture, right? Like, I knew that line because it's a meme. Like I just didn't know it came from the song.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, absolutely no idea. I, I don't know.
0: All right, uh, you need to go listen to us. But then, but then you were also like, like yeah, I don't know Heya, but I can spit every track on Equimini. <laughs> like I know, know all of their earlier works.
1: No, I. Uh, what's ooh? Yeah, no, I don't know. I I, I think I only know uh, Stinkonia you don't know rocks. you just
0: you just don't you have an outcast blind spot oh and no no i gotta I tell you your life is inferior for it
1: quimini is that where's where's that uh spotty dope god what is that spotty oddy oh, dope oh
0: boy spotty oddy dope comes comes i know i know, I know that song from quimini that's a quimini then it's stankonia but that's then the it's only one box to love below yeah. then it's probably Idlewild. wild would be my guess then
1: it is... Yeah, I don't know. Well, good job. Then they're done. Comes after, then comes after that? Then it goes Big
0: Boy, Sir Lucius, Left Foot, Solo. Pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Then there's an album after that, but I was out on Big Boy at that point.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I lost All right. The look at the I'm
0: going to go listen to some Outcast. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining in the Slack. It's been real. Zach, I learned a lot about you. Some of it good, some of it very concerning. And by that, I mean, hey-ah. Uh. <laughs> All right. All right.